0: Aloha and mahalo for joining me. I'm Janin, and I have a special guest today, and her name is Kialani Makaibi and she is so special because she's been my client for a little while now, and I love working with her, and I bringing her on the podcast because I want her to share her story with us and to share her journey and all the really cool things that she's up to right now. So welcome, Kelani.
1: Aloha. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Absolutely.
0: So share, <laughs> tell us about yourself from as far back as you want to go up until now. Because when they find out what you're doing, they're going to be so fascinated with you. They're going to love you like me. And yes, I do want you to talk about your business that you're doing now, that we've been working on together, or well, actually you've been working on. I've just been like sitting on the side, just admiring all the things that you're doing. So go ahead and share with everyone who you are and all of that good stuff.
1: All right, okay. Aloha, my name is Keolani Apak Makaiwi. I was born and raised in Haula, on the windward side of Oahu, I am the oldest of eight children and um, my baby brother, who's the youngest, he's 11 years younger than I am. <laughs> so, we've had a very uh, busy upbringing and my both of my parents, they've always maintained uh, their full-time jobs while raising us. Looking back now, I really don't know how they did it. But then again, I don't know how either. Then I know that I know how they did it because I had to grow up really fast and take care of my younger siblings. So Mm -hmm. um, I remember having to take care of at least five of my younger siblings growing up. I uh, I still feel like I'm a second mom to all my siblings. But I went to school at Laia Elementary, then I graduated a year early from Kuhuku High and Intermediate School. Oh, I always say you're one of those smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just did all my homework and <laughs> did my best on the tests. Like, you just do your best. I think that's the thing that always sticks with me, just do your best and work hard. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, amazing. <laughs> and then... Um, after high school, I didn't have a summer. I, right after I graduated, went straight to BYU Hawaii. Started in the summer, that summer. I'm just the kind of person that likes to always stay busy. So I always got to be doing something. And in high school, I, when the summer time came, I was in summer school, not because I had to go, but because I wanted to go. And without thinking that, it would push me ahead and allow me to graduate a year early. So when I was supposed to be a junior, the counselor pulled me in and said, do you know you have enough credits to graduate this year? I had no idea. I had no idea. It wasn't even a thing like that I was thinking about. So it just worked out that way. But because I got to go to BYU-Hawaii at a younger age, I kind of went through that too. Um, I, I was fortunate and blessed to have a full ride scholarship to, wow. go to BYU Hawaii.
0: So, for people who don't know what BYU Hawaii is, what explain to them what that is?
1: It's a private college, and it's owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, it's an international school. A lot of my friends are from all over the world, and very grateful for the opportunity that I had to study there. I met so many great people from all around the world with the same standards as me. Even if you're not a member of the church, you can still attend BYU-Hawaii. I graduated in um, two and a half years. (laughs) Oh my. Okay, I would love to have that kind of smart so I can finish something (laughs) fast like that. (laughs) I just enrolled full-time in all the semesters and I didn't stop. So I received a four-year full tuition for BYU-Hawaii, but I saved them lots of money. They could use it on other students. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So they, yeah, That's I graduated, uh, have a bachelor's degree in information systems, networking, and business. And right after I graduated, I had just turned 20 and I decided to work full time for a year. I did have a goal in mind. I wanted, had a desire to serve a mission for my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and was able to work full-time for that year and save enough money to pay for my home mission yeah that's amazing um, so growing up i was taught by my parents to you know be frugal with my money and to save and don't have any credit cards if you don't know what you're doing with it so yeah and you know that's really hard to do you know <laughs> save and not use credit cards yeah so I, I just stayed away from it yeah i served my mission in uh california roseville I've met a lot more great people. And when I came home, worked full-time. I went back to BYU Hawaii to work full-time. I initially worked in administration in their management information systems departments. So our department was in charge of the database that the university manages. So I got to work with a lot of departments to make sure that all of the data and everything was organized. And at that time, they were transitioning to a new database. It sounds so tedious. It is. And that job allowed me to have a big love for database and, and database systems. <laughs> so, and which is not what I graduated in, but I ended up having more database experience while working at BYU-Hawaii. And then so I worked there for a year, went on my mission, came back, and then I ended up managing helping manage the housing database, which is totally separate from the university's database for BYU Hawaii. And it was to oversee the housing for on and off campus students. So But did was, you actually like that job? <laughs> I actually did. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, there were so good. many things we did and I learned so much and I I just love, it's a busy job, but I just loved it. It was a nice working day. And And so um, how
0: old were you at this time?
1: Oh, I think I was about 22 when I came home because I got married when I was 23. So when I came home, ended up dating my husband. We got married later the next year.
0: And so tell everyone how many children you have. Tell us about your cute kids.
1: We have, right now we have four children. Uh, the oldest are twin boys and they just turned 11. And we have two daughters. My oldest, our oldest daughter is seven and our baby is four. And they all attend Hawaiian schools. So we're a family that tries our best to Allah Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I that. think
0: is so fascinating is that you are one of the few families that I know here in Hawaii that actually speak Hawaiian in your home. Not too many people do that anymore. And so I think it's so fascinating that your kids are going to a Hawaiian immersion school to learn the language and then you do it at home. That's really cool. And I think this ties in so well to what you're doing now with your business. So, What happened after you got married and had kids? Did you still work at BYU? What did you do after?
1: I did for a few years, and that was when I was in the housing department. Then my husband, so sorry, I have to backtrack. Um, When the twins were about a year old, we moved from Laie to Pearl City, and I was still at BYU Hawaii at the time. And we moved to Pro City because my husband started going to uh, the academy to be a police officer. So we had to live close by. And I, I wanted him to be the breadwinner of our family because I kind of was starting out. And now it was his turn to kind of transition. So we decided we're, we're going to move to Pro City. And, and that was a far from you, from Pro it City so to BYU. Yeah. Because I was still working at BYU and I had to. We dropped off my husband in the 5.30 in the morning and then made the drive all the way to Haula, meet myself and the twin boys. Oh my goodness.
0: That's at least an hour and 15 minutes if there's no traffic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So drop off the twins to my parents' house and then go to work, work till five o'clock, pick up the twins from my parents' house and make the journey home. And um, my husband would be home already making dinner but he had a stressful job. I had a stressful job. And if you know how it is to raise twin babies, you know, that's, that can be stressful when they're under two years old. It's I a, it's do. I time. actually
0: have a younger brother and sister that are twins. So I saw what my mom went through raising twins. I'm just glad I never had twins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was a hard time, and but we pushed through it, and um, I knew I had to let go of that job. And so I found another job that was, it was still a commute, but not as far. I started working in Kane'ohe, and around that time, the twins were a little bit older. So we were able to take them to a daycare in Pearl City, and then wow, that's... I that's in Kane'ohe,
0: That's still a hard commute. Yeah, It
1: it, it was still a commute, but it was a lot less stressful. And it was a job that I enjoyed. And it was, I worked with the Hula Preservation Society, a nonprofit. So that's when I started working for nonprofits. And uh, I really enjoyed working there. I learned so much from Maile Lu and from all of the people that I got to work with there. and learned so much.
0: Yeah, I think everything that you've ever done, you've had such great experiences. So what you're doing now is even more powerful because you've had all of that experience.
1: Yes. So how long I, were you
0: there at the Preservation Society? I
1: was there about three years. I wasn't there that long, but it was long enough to continue. While I was there, I gained experience in the archives archive system because Hula Preservation the Hula Archives. So there I got to process a lot of old materials and I digitized a lot of oral histories from a lot of the kupuna who passed on. And so I feel like from being able to have that opportunity to digitize um, all those materials, I feel like I was there. For a lot of the tapes, you have to process it in real time.
0: Yeah, so for people who are listening that don't know what kupuna is, explain what that is.
1: Oh, kupuna is... Our Hawaiian elders are pretty much any of our elders that are here in Hawaii. Yeah, a lot of the things that they were raised doing their work, especially in hula and music. Mm -hmm. And they were able to share their upbringings.
0: Yeah, Um, I absolutely love our Hawaiian culture. It's so different from any of the other cultures I've seen around the world. I think we have something special. What do you say?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> We're a very special place, Hawaii. Yeah. We
0: got a lot of love here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So working there has helped me to have a love for, I guess, you know, at that time, I that was when I started doing my genealogy. That was the time that I really got into genealogy because when I was learning about the kupuna, then I was like, you know, that's a familiar name. I want to learn more about that. And then sure enough, it was a family name of mine. Yeah. And so... That,
0: Explain the difference, because 30 years ago when I heard the term genealogy, I thought, what in the world is that? Because family history, I thought it was just family history, but the two are really different. So can you explain the difference between family history, what it is, and what genealogy is?
1: I would say family history is like collecting stories, collecting any kind of information that you know that you can gather from family and friends just or just anywhere and then genealogy is more of like the facts like the sources the resources that validate the information that you know from your family and just keeping records of all of those things so it can be a combination of the two yeah thanks for explaining that
0: okay so what's happening on your journey now after you're done with the Preservation Society. What'd you do after that?
1: Yeah. So while I was working uh, with the Hula Preservation Society, it's a nonprofit. And so I learned heart work, <laughs> like to work with my heart. And it wasn't really a job that, you know, you go there to get money. So at that time, I knew I had to have some kind of business on the side while I'm trying to, I want to try to provide for my family. So at the same time, I, I wanted to make, I had goals for, we had, me and my husband had goals for our family and one of our goals was to have food storage at home. So I decided, you know, why not make it a business? So I invested, while I was investing in getting food storage for my family, I made it into a business. So I ended up selling freeze-dried foods. I found a company called Thrive Life that sells these healthy food storage and the shelf life is really long like 25 Mm -hmm. to 30 years
0: yeah
1: so while we were building our food storage at home i was sharing what we were getting for our home to other people to see if they were also interested in building their food storage so i did make some money from that and i was able to get free food storage in the meantime it has benefited our family and then also at that time, I got into using doTERRA essential oils. Uh-huh. I love really, those. Wasn't really like thinking of making it into a business, but we, our family did face a hardship Or my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And at that time, our oldest daughter was just three months old. Wow. And he um, had stage four cancer. Cancer of the tongue base. And it was a really hard year. And, um, you know, I, when somebody is diagnosed, it's not like they can start treatments like right away. We had to wait two months for him to finally get some kind of treatment. And so,
0: oh, wow.
1: At that time, I was like, you know, this is what I got. I got, I'm working here at the nonprofit. I am starting to sell food storage and you know okay we're gonna try and be healthy too because you know we want him to you know to get through this so during those two months we fought with food healthy food just strict dieting and it worked I I want to say it worked it helped a lot wow but and he he pushed through it and he's okay today he's cancer-free still which is a big blessing, but our daughter now is almost, she's going to be eight in January. So our family's been through a lot. And um, so ever since that time, I always had some kind of business on the side. Only because, and especially now, like I work full time at Keikioka Aina, I'm a preschool teacher. And it's, our program is Hawaiian culture-based language, dual language, Hawaiian and English. But it's also community-based, so I just use my—I put on my hula hat. I danced hula since I was three. Wow! So I put my That's hula a long hat, time. My mommy hat, for my preschool job, and I just really love that I get to teach families and their children. But you know, I work full time, but it's always in the back of my mind, like you know, what if I, I never wanted to? I never wish for. You know it to happen to anybody but you just think in the back of your mind like what if it happens again then just to have something and so for me um in my position i want to be able to make enough money for i want to be able to make enough money where if something was to happen to my husband our family Mm -hmm. would still be okay like so this is another reason why i I still have I'm still thinking about, Okay, got to have a business, you know, something else just in case it's a just in case thing. So,
0: yeah. Um, And growing up, did you ever feel did you ever have like an entrepreneurial spirit? Did you always think, oh, one day I'm going to have my own business? Like I hear sometimes kids talk about that and I don't know if it's because they know what it means or they just hear people saying that. Did you ever feel like that or? do you feel it wasn't until you became an adult like you kind of got that idea of like maybe I could have my own business
1: you know I have my father is a man of very many ideas and so he raised me and he he always would just in a typical day like would randomly say, hey, that would be a good idea for a business.
0: Wow. He, I,
1: I don't blame him for it. He had eight children, you know, uh-huh. he's trying to think ahead all the time for us. So I didn't really directly think that I would ever have a business for myself, but I think it was always there, even though
0: Yeah. You go was, dad. <laughs> he was trying to like put it into your mind that one day you could have a business.
1: I think he was putting it in all of our minds, but I, I think oldest, daughter men, oldest child mentality, okay, I'm going to try, at least try.
0: Yeah. So and
1: yeah. be the example for my siblings. So that's another thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you <laughs> but, are a really good example to your siblings. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Okay, so to tell me, when did you come up with the idea of doing what you're doing now so I want you to tell me what you're doing now for your business that you created and you started and how you got that idea
1: yes so about eight years ago I started my family history journey I always had a love for family history but never really got into it till about eight years ago when I was uh, with the Hula Preservation Society and learning about you know archiving archives and oral histories and it helped me to wonder about my family and for some of the people that I um, got to work with found out we're family you know and that, that yeah, was kind cool. of the beginning of you know whoever I meet uh, the longer we talk yeah it's gonna be there like it's <laughs> gonna make itself there
0: like that. well you know The island we live on, on Oahu, it's a small island. So, I mean, there's only a million and a half people here. So you've got to be related to a number of people.
1: (laughs) I want to say within the first three years, uh, like eight years ago, okay, I started doing family history in in that first three years. Because I want to say because of my database background, I just kind of just took off. It just took off. And in any of my downtime, I was doing genealogy.
0: It's almost like it was a natural extension of what you've been doing with your database experience and training.
1: Yeah, I just just naturally for me doing family history and genealogy doesn't stress me out a lot at all. It doesn't it there's no stress like Mm -hmm. and I've gotten so comfortable that I started naturally helping other people and it still doesn't. It still doesn't stress me out. And I, I know it's because I know where to look, I know where to go and I know how things are organized and I know where to go if I need if I need certain things. Yeah, it's just become natural for me and I just enjoy I love it so much. Yeah, I am if you know me, you know <laughs> that my brain is just thinking of all kinds of things all the time (laughs) yeah
0: you're like a creative machine you're like amazing
1: i'm really nerdy (laughs) i'm really i'm a really nerdy person for (laughs) ideology for history uh culture and really nerdy (laughs) if if you know me you know that (laughs) so
0: you say that because you you have this deep love for family history and genealogy and and it's super easy and it never stresses you out and you just love it do you think that it's a gift from god that you have this
1: definitely a gift like i know that i am here at this time Mm -hmm. because of this yeah uh, because of this work yeah i know i absolutely agree yeah
0: okay so share with us what business you created
1: So right now, my business is called Honoring Our Ancestors. And for now, I'm selling three to five generation ancestry trees. And uh, depending on what you want, I might be able to I might be able to do it. So most of my orders have been custom orders.
0: Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to tell everyone who's listening what is just in case. Someone has never heard of an ancestry tree. Okay, Tell us, explain what that is.
1: Okay, so uh, ancestry tree is pretty much like a pedigree chart uh, with artwork. So in the middle is, it would be like myself and my, my husband. And then at the trunk of the tree, and then our children will be on the bottom. And then our parents and grandparents are the branches and leaves of the tree and
0: it keeps going that's basically what it is and that's really cool okay but you actually have this really cool thing that you're doing what's the process and that someone so somebody if they went to your website and they wanted to have this family tree created for them what would they have to do and then in the end result what would it look like So explain that visually since people are only listening. So maybe if you can just kind of explain it so that maybe they can imagine it in their mind until they have a chance to go to your website.
1: Okay, so pretty much what they would need to do is kind of see what designs they want for their family tree or ancestry tree. And if they like a design, Mm -hmm. then they can purchase it. So for every design, I, I try to make, three four five generation version of them if you want to do more more generations just let me know and I can add those that extra generation I am able to do it but haven't done it yet so yeah. the it, humble beginning I'm just starting out so but I am working on other lots of other ancestry tree designs but We'll just see how it goes for now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You're off to a great start. Okay, so say they submitted all their names of their ancestors that they want in this tree. And then what happens after they do that?
1: Yeah, so once a customer purchases the ancestry tree from my website, then they submit their family's names. Mm-hmm. And they'll let me know like what title they want for their tree and what font they want to use there's a print cursive and an in-between font okay. and i the font is able to handle diacritical marks and also asian characters but I, cool. I make sure that whatever they submit i'm just gonna copy and paste the exact thing that they have that they submit yeah. and then, uh, once they submit the names then the timer starts I guess for the fulfillment of orders so it'll take me about I I'll just say give it a week for me to get back to you but of mm-hmm. course if I'm able to do it like you'll get it as soon as it gets done and then you'll because receive... they
0: have to proof it proof all the names yeah and so
1: yeah they'll receive a proof or they can look over and see if there's any anything that needs to be changed as far as the names go. Sometimes it does happen. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. And then once they approve the proof, uh-huh. Then pretty much the orders they'll get their canvas in the mail within the f- next week.
0: Okay, week so this tree of theirs that they are purchasing comes on a canvas and on the canvas is on a wood frame and then they can hang it on their wall or put it wherever
1: yeah so for now I have canvases but at the same time like if you want to see it on something else like a blanket or a tapestry or you know a big poster or banner mm-hmm. just let me know and I can make uh, send an invoice for that because I'm just starting out but I do understand like You know, families want to have it on different other things. So I want to be able to. Just tell me what you want and I'll,
0: I'll. Yeah. And you already have a customer. And what does it feel like to have people buy a tree? And what has their response been when they actually see all these beautiful canvases with their family names on it? What are some of the things that you've heard? Like your kids, for example, when you have your own had it come in and uh, your kids saw it, what was their reaction? And because your kids are only 11 years and younger. So what was their reaction?
1: So they have a moment with the canvases and they just sit there and just just look through all the names and yeah, after a few minutes, then they'll start asking me questions. So, so-and-so is from this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, place.
0: that is a, a great...
1: Way. Yeah.
0: A great it. way to teach your children and family about all your ancestors. And family history is very fascinating.
1: Yeah. And uh, a few years ago, I made a family tree for my family, for my parents. Because, you know, uh-huh. I've been doing genealogy for a long time and, you know, it was, you want to give for the holidays, you want to give like a senti- something that's sentimental, like that mm-hmm. has that kind of value. So I, I went through the process of making a, a five generation tree for my parents and ever since they got it, everybody that's walked into their home has just kind of had that moment.
0: yeah Yeah. the indescribable moment it's like in awe and and in reverence for your ancestors
1: yeah and then at the same time like especially if they were guests like visitors from other places um, they would think about their own family you know maybe I should you know do a little bit more research or or I want to share with you about my family too
0: yeah family is all we got (laughs) yeah. yeah yeah That is so cool.
1: That's kind of how it started is, you know, I made made the tree for my parents. But the tree, it wasn't, it was just a tree. So we're, you know, as we admired this tree, we would always say like, you know, imagine if it was a tree that connected, had a connection with our, that meant a lot to our family. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it started was let's make these trees, the the trees that I have, To start with now for honoring our ancestors is a breadfruit, a ulu tree, and a kukui or candle nut tree. And those two trees symbolize, like, mean so much to our local families. And I'm still hoping to come up with some other, I'm working on some other trees, but for now, that's what I have.
0: Yeah. And those designs are so beautiful. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing what you can come up with like your gift of creativity is just like rolling and it's just going and going and going. And every time I have a coaching session with you, like you never cease to amaze me. You're always telling me all these wonderful things that you're doing. And I don't know if I'm even going to be able to help you once you get rolling, like you're just on a roll. And, and so what was the one thing that you feel was the best thing that helped you with having a coach, with having me as your coach? I,
1: I, you know, it was really, I really needed you <laughs> to <laughs> help mentor me. Oh, that's so good to know somebody <laughs> needs me. <laughs> even though, even though you might not think I needed you, I do need, <laughs> I, I do need, it's really, um, it really helps to have somebody mentoring you and like kind of cheering you on because it's hard work putting together and
0: sometimes
1: Mm -hmm. to have a full-time job and be a mom it's a lot and but you know you just got to keep at it and you do what you can but yeah I needed a coach that can help help me save time (laughs) like help me (laughs) with the time that I do have to work on this and to um, help the priorities kind of help focus to yeah get to where it is and I still I still need your help (laughs) (laughs) Any, anything any kind of all your tips have been very helpful
0: oh thank you for saying that because I think you're so brilliant I don't even know if she really needs me as a coach (laughs) you're just one of those who you're listening to all these creative ideas that are coming and you're going for it and you're just moving along even though life is hard and stressful because you have a husband kids and a job full-time job so, I really admire you too for sticking it out and really just going for it and following your heart because you are a great example of someone who is using their God given gift and you keep moving forward, even though times have been hard with not enough time or, you know, stress with family and all of that. This is so cool. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put your website address in the show notes and then a digital image of what the tree is so people can get an idea and they can go over to your website and check it out and see what it's about because I think this is so beautiful I'm going to order one too because I want one on my wall but I think I have a couple people missing in my ancestry line up somewhere and yeah this is so cool and I I wanted you to come on because I want to be able to show women that when you have a creative gift that, you know, it needs to be expressed and it needs to be used and shared because you're, I always say that your gifts are meant to bless you, but they're also meant to bless other people too. And that's exactly what you're doing is that you're using your gifts and it's going to provide you with income and then. At the same time, you're blessing people with their family history in a, on a beautiful canvas. So I think you're doing a really good thing. And I hope as many people as possible will find out about what you're doing and order a tree. So thank you so much. But is there anything else that you feel you want to say or share with anyone who's listening at this time?
1: Yeah, uh, basically, whatever to think about whatever makes you happy and think about your strengths and what makes you happy, or what goals you have for your family, and make it into a business. And if the business doesn't, if you know, make you the money that you were dreaming of having, it's okay, because you're still doing what you love. You're still helping your family get the goals that are set for your family. And uh, I also wanted to mahalo you for all that you've been uh, all that you do for me and for <laughs> as a person, as a mom, and as, yeah, as starting this business. It's a humble beginning, but I'm really grateful for all the knowledge that I've gotten from you. Yeah, too.
0: you're absolutely welcome. This is so cool because I want to share all my years of experience with as many people as I can because. I know that we have creative gifts for a purpose. And sometimes we don't even know what the purpose is. But if more women can start using their gift, this world would be incredible. It would be unimaginable to me in my mind if more and more women every day use the gifts that they have. And you're acknowledging that and you're such a great example. So you're very welcome. And thank you for being such an amazing Client. You're like so cool. You're so driven. I love that. Okay. So tell everyone what is the website address that people can find you at and find your beautiful designs at.
1: Okay. So you can find my ancestry trees on honoringourancestors.square.site.
0: Okay. And And we'll have that in the show notes too.
1: Yeah. For now.
0: And then how, if they want to contact you, what is the best way for them to contact you?
1: They can contact me through the website if they want, or um, my email address is kmakaevi at gmail.com.
0: Okay, I'll have that too, because Makaevi is a Hawaiian name. So
1: not (laughs) everybody
0: is familiar with how to pronounce or spell Hawaiian names. So that's cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. And I know we're going to keep coaching, but I wish you all the best in your business. I hope it takes off. And and I know you have have a holiday special going on. So go to her website and check it out. Thank you so much for being here. Aloha.
1: Mahalo and aloha.
0: (laughs)